0: Welcome to IPU Podcast.
1: I am your host, Jay Tessie.
0: And I'm Agape Pamira.
1: This is a show about business owners, philanthropists, and influencers in the African diaspora.
0: Every dream begins with a dreamer, and we're here to share the stories behind their movement.
1: So sit back, relax, learn a thing or two, and enjoy the conversation. Welcome back to another exciting episode of IPU. We have a really, really exciting guest, one of my favorite people on this planet. Her name is Rowena Masoka. She's a senior communications advisor of Canada. She's a health advocate, a mother, a wife, and she is changing the narrative on the conversation of sex in the African household. I cannot wait to have this conversation. Welcome to the show, Rowena. Thank you, Judy. Thanks for having me. I can't believe it's finally
2: I'm on your show. I can't
1: believe it. I'm so excited. No, it's been years in the making.
2: Welcome,
0: welcome.
2: I know. Hi, Agape. So happy
0: to have you on here today. Excited for this conversation. I think people are gonna get a lot out yeah. of it, need it.
1: Yes. Thanks for having me. So, bro, Before we getting into the depth of the conversation please tell our listeners a little bit about you and then you know we get to talk about sdx it's my favorite mm-hmm. topic yeah
2: <laughs> well just like you said i'm a mom i'm a wife and um huge health advocate but just a, you know i truly believe that in our community one of the things that we fail to talk about is taboo topics and so I'm just passionate about that trying to break those uh you know barriers when it comes to discussing some tough topics like sex like we said and so I'm looking forward to having this conversation and um yeah and I'm a senior communications advisor for uh CERNAC uh, which is uh government of Canada and so yeah I'm um excited let's get to it
0: all right let's go um, so to start off, what, why is it such a passionate subject for you? Do, is there anything in your past or experiences that's made it like, kind of to the forefront of your, on your mind?
2: You know, the other day, a, couple, a few times I've had a few people where we're talking, some girlfriends where we're sitting down and talking and just, you know, she was like, you know, Rowena, I really wish there was a safe space where I can talk about sex as an African, as a, a Christian girl. And I remember thinking, I'm like, yes, you're right. You know? And I was like, I, I reached out cause I, you know, I'm the oldest of uh, four girls. And so I spoke to my sisters and I was like, you know, I was just sitting down thinking how many of us have had a safe space where we're able to talk about sex and any issues that um, we are trying to deal with, whether it's in our marriage or when we are younger. Let's be honest, like there are so many kids who are trying to figure out about sex, but our parents, especially African parents, just have a hard time about discussing these things. So it's something that I feel like Um, we need to do better on. And I am hoping that the little I know, and by talking to several people, we can create a safe space where we can talk about these tough topics like sex. And everyone is open to talk about it and just be comfortable enough to say, you know what, I have these questions and they don't feel like they're judged or anything like that. So That's where my passion comes from, just talking to different women or different girls or even my teenager, you know, trying to make her know it's okay to own her sexuality or whatever it is that she can talk to me about it. So I think that has challenged me to be more open and being able to discuss issues that maybe I was not able to discuss with my parents. So true. Yeah.
1: Yes. So with that, I mean, I know like from watching movies and stuff, when you see white families, I when a young girl is- American. Was, oh, American. Yeah, westernized countries. Um, yeah. When you see- a girl that loses their virginity for the first time, and they go and speak to their parents about, like their mom, like mom, I had, you know, it's my first time, and this happened, and they have such an open, honest conversation. I know that would have never been my, my situation ever, right? Um, I know. Can we? Did you ever have that talk with your parents? Like, did your parents ever sit you down and have the, the bees and the birds, whatever you and the bees. birds and the bees talk? <laughs>
2: You know what? I I remember I was sitting down thinking about it also recently, if my parents ever sat down and had that conversation with me. One of the things that I remember so well is my mom and my dad telling me, Well, just don't have sex. It's not a good thing. Just don't do it. Right? <laughs> and then <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I just won't have sex. It's a bad thing. And also, but one thing that is so clear to me, this story, every time I tell people they laugh and it's my grandmother, my mom's mom told me, if you have sex, you are going to get stuck. Like how, you know, dogs get stuck when they're humping each other sometimes. And he, she told me, if you're going to have sex, out of wordlock, that's what is going to happen to you, right? <laughs> and it's a bad thing. <laughs> you know, it's a bad thing. You don't do that. And, um, and, and I was like, what? Oh my gosh, you know? So, like, those are like, that's the only conversation I remember talking to my parents and my grandmother telling me, it's bad. Just don't do it, you know? That's it. And I didn't know why or or anything else i just knew sex is bad and i should not do it that's it that's a conversation i had with my parents
0: hmm. that's funny and i feel like a lot yeah. of people in our communities tend to do that like immigrant children that's uh and especially like christian households like that's all the conversation that they have yeah. and it really does a disservice because it's not like if you don't talk about it it goes away and then it's not like you, though that's not a part of life that they're gonna experience, so instead of knowing what to expect, how to handle it properly, it's this taboo thing that then occurs if it does occur, and then it's all of a sudden like, wait, who do I talk to about this? How do I handle this? And we don't give them the proper tools. From-
2: exactly, and and I, yeah, mm-hmm. and I think you're right because one of the things that I realized now after I. Had- talking to my husband and how we want to raise our kids is that we don't want to tell our kids, oh, sex is bad, no. And I know this might sound like, oh my gosh, so what are you telling your kids? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm very honest with them and telling them that sex is not a bad thing, you know? It's a good thing. Um, it's, um, It's supposed to be a beautiful thing, I think it's just now teaching them in, um, when it's the right time to do it. And also, yes. And also being very honest with, especially my 16 year old, that you are going, as you grow, you're going to meet so many people and you have boys telling you, Oh no, it's okay. You can have sex. You are going to have to make decisions on, Is this something you want to do? Are you ready for this? Because everything you do that I try to tell my kids is that everything has consequences. And so you need to ask yourself, are you ready for the consequences that are going to come with this? And something like sex, it's a huge deal. And so I think to me, that's the biggest thing. I think it's important in our community to teach our kids that sex is not bad it's bad when it's done in a way that it can destroy you. Yeah, I think so, you know, there are other issues that can come with that because it's a big decision once you decide you're going to engage in those kind of activities. But I think it's also important to be honest and say, no, it's a good thing, but you need to just make sure you are ready for it, you know, and so, And also Mm -hmm. one of the things I was going to say is that with my parents telling me, oh, sex is bad, right? Mm -hmm. What they should have said is that we don't want you to have sex before marriage. It's bad before marriage, because I'm sure that's what it is, right? For them, because I'm coming from a Christian home and you guys being pastors' kids, you know, you know this. Like our parents are trying to tell us sex outside of marriage is bad and uh because that's what also the bible says fair enough but then what do we do then if we are telling our kids all the time sex is bad and then now they're married what are we telling them are we now telling them oh no it's good now go ahead and partake in it no you did not give me the right tools to now think oh it's a good thing. I can do it. It doesn't happen overnight. You have to change your mindset on that. And that's, those are some of the conversations I keep on having with most of my friends now. They're like, what? I, You know, I, I, I was told sex is bad. And the next thing you're like, no, it's okay. You are married. You can have it every day or however many times you want. And you're like, no, but I don't have the right tools for that. So, yeah, it's it's quite um, um, a difficult thing to, I think, to navigate through. But I think there's ways that we can teach our kids and, uh, you know, people in the community that, no, it is a good thing. But within certain parameters as parents, you those are now the conversations you're going to have to decide to have with your kids.
1: That's so true. I mean, I remember we used to have like youth groups at church. Um, actually, I, I, this was in college. We used to have this um, Christian group that we met every Friday and they try to talk about sex in an open way. But the idea of open is also don't do it, you know? Um, and there, yeah. and then there would, like, there would be some kids who would ask questions like, hey, I'm dating right now. Uh, how far can my boyfriend and I go, like, you know, is is holding hands okay? Is kissing okay? You know, and, and then yeah. I remember the pastor is saying, no, if if you if you hold hands and it leads you to kissing and then kissing will lead you to wanting to have sex. So just don't even do it, period. Right? Like don't even put yourself in that position. Um and I get it. Like for them they think prevention is better than intervention, but it does like yeah. saying don't do it is not going to stop anybody from having you know from having sex and a lot of times because they don't have the, the knowledge that they need they will have you know they end up doing having unprotected sex or just putting themselves yeah. in, in situations that they shouldn't be in and also yeah. you know, once that happens and let's say they end up having stds or you know pregnancies out of wedlock they have nowhere to turn because yeah. now there's the shame that comes with it. There's the guilt and, you know, your parents are embarrassed, like the community, everything, right? Um, yeah. I know that was a mouthful, but what, I mean, you and I experienced it on a whole different level, right? Because yeah. we had kids. Yeah. Um, yeah, Being pastors, kids, coming from a very small community, all of those things. How, first of all, if you don't mind can you share that experience and what you wish the community would have done differently
0: they could have supported you yeah
2: you know it's uh yes judy you and i have had these conversations uh because we have something in common and that is um having a child out before marriage Mm -hmm. and so i think for me i have to say being um 20 and pregnant and um just realizing that oh shoot you know i'm pregnant now i'm a pastor's kid my dad is well known and what are people going to say about me and and you know it's very easy in that moment to make a decision that you think is right and um but really carries a lot of consequences later. And I think one of the things to me that I was so adamant about and made sure that I won't find myself in in is to go have an abortion. I was just like, I'm not gonna do it. I was like, you know, at the end of the day, what? I, so what? I got pregnant and I'm going to have a child. It's okay. I mean, people talked, you and I, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure you went, you know, from our conversations as well. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, what I would have really liked the community to do is that not so much. I know in our community, we have this thing where we're like, no, we can't celebrate those kind of things. So we have to make sure that, you know, she understands that um, she's made a mistake. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, one of the things I remember so well is that uh, I'll never forget. I went to church and um, I stood. remember we were then meeting in the old African church. And um, this is the local church we both went to. You guys know that church. And I walked in and all eyes were on me. I will never forget. And no, it's not that it was in my head that people are talking about me. People were talking about, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's those kind of things where I wish people would be more mindful of to know that you talking about someone who is going through already a huge life-changing experience, because I'm 20 and I'm going to have a child, and yeah, you might say like, well, you should have known you were having sex. What do you think? Mm-hmm. But, well, is that really the time to to be telling me that? No, I think the best that as a community we can do is to make sure we ask, are you okay? How can I be of any help? And um, you know, instead of being so judgmental on what has taken place or. You are more concerned of my salvation and telling me well you have sinned now you need to start you need to start uh taking bible classes again i was (laughs) like are you serious i don't don't even care about that (laughs) i don't care about that right now okay so (laughs) those are the kind of things i remember thinking like you can't be serious like i My life is about to change. I understand the magnitude of everything, right? You don't have to remind me. I'm already living it, you know? So I don't have to be reminded of what has taken place. I just need you to be able to tell me as a community that, you know what, yes, you made a mistake. Guess what? We're here for you. You know, we're going to see you through, we're gonna make sure that we're here for you, whatever you need, you know? And so that's what I really would have liked um, than to be reminded every time of the sin that I've committed. Well, that is now out in to the world and the public to see, right? So um, yeah, that's what I would have appreciated more than anything else
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah i i know somebody approached me saying so are you gonna get rebaptized? baptized and i was like no i'm not uh you know i'm not this is between me and my god and when i feel the need to i will but as of right mm-hmm. now no thank you and i remember yeah. one. there was another girl at our church that got pregnant out of wedlock twice and each time she yeah. had to get rebaptized. baptized And I felt like, cause she was being pressured into it. Of course, you know, and I'm like, well, how many times is this girl going to get in that water? Like, (laughs) 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 like,
2: let the girl be, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And, and you know what? And I think our church can do so much better. Um, I think this is why even a lot of people end up leaving the church, the youth, because it's just not about someone being pregnant. There's a lot of issues that like what you even said, where teenagers are asking is kissing. Okay. Is me holding a boy's hand. Okay. You know, you saying no, don't do it. Does not stop that child from going ahead and doing it. And so I think as a church, we can do so much better in being very honest with ourselves and adapting to the times that we're in. And, you know, hormones are raging at 16, 17, 18. You're just not going to tell a teenager, no, just don't do it. And then they're not going to do it. I think it's very important to be very honest and say, you know, you can hold, maybe, um, you know, you can hold a boy's hand or maybe you need to have more dates that are either with other people or whatever it is, but not thinking that if you say no, then somehow this child is just not going to do it. Or, you know, and I'm not saying that there are people who have not been able to do that. They've been able to do it. But also, let's be realistic in realizing that what are the chances that all the teenagers in our church are not participating in premarital sex? Let's Mm -hmm. be honest, right? So I think those are some conversations that the pastors and the elders need to be very open in discussing to know that how do we change this narrative and how do we talk about stuff like this?
0: so true and then like kind of what you were saying not only is it a disservice to them as young people but then you say like you put this negative connotation to sex which is a part of life and is necessary to fulfill life and then a person gets older and all of a sudden you have to switch your whole mindset on it which can cause issues for so you put this fear or this stigma on it and then all of a sudden it's completely different with no way to reconcile that so like
2: I'm yes. sure they also
0: this yes. service in the future,
2: yes, exactly. And I think that's a thing that people don't realize that or as parents that you know or even church elders or pastors that when you put a negative connotation on something like you know talking about sex or not even calling it by name, uh like I was telling you guys at the beginning that my ten year old thinks I'm crazy because I call it by what it is, and I tell her. I tell him, I mean, like, oh, sex this, or I'm not saying we just talk about sex in our house all the time, but, <laughs> <I'm> very, <laughs> but I am very, very, um, like, it's so dear to my heart that I want my kids to really have a healthy relationship with sex. Because, you know, I have met other people who either are on the other end of the spectrum where now they are so out of control that they don't even know how to you know to deal with the fact that either they were just because they were told it's bad bad, bad and then now they started having sex and i would even maybe call them addicts like to the point where now it's hard for them like either they don't even know how to talk about these issues that they're dealing with or the emotions or everything else who are you going to talk about it with it who are you going to talk about all these issues you're having about sex when people can't even talk about the actual act itself and saying no it's bad right and now you're thinking oh my gosh I have issues that I really need to deal with and you can't even come and talk about that. So like to me as a parent, you know, it's very important that I teach my kids the importance of practicing safe sex and also the, you know, them realizing and knowing that it's a beautiful thing. Those are all things that I want to be able to teach them that. I'm not giving my kids a pass to say, go have sex with everyone. No. Or you can go have sex before you're married. No, it's not even about that. I just want to make sure that they know that they can come and talk to me about it. If like, let's say they find themselves in a situation or whatever it is, I'm trusting that we have built a foundation for them with their dad that they can come and say, you know what, this is what I'm going through. I have a friend who has a 22 year old and the daughter came to her and said, I know you've told me I shouldn't have sex, but I really like this guy and I'm going to have sex with him. And I was like, oh my gosh, what did you do? And I consider myself not conservative at all. I'm very liberal. And that even scared me. I was like, "Oh my gosh, what did you do?" you know? And she was like, "You know, I really wanted to just get so angry and so upset and, you know, just tell her, I've told you this, don't do that," you know? And but I I was like, "You know, the fact that your daughter was able to come to you and talk to you about this, oh my gosh, that's awesome. That's amazing to me." Mm-hmm. You know, but how many of us, honestly, let's be honest, like you, Agape, or I can't imagine going to your dad and being like, dad, guess what? I met a girl and I'm going to have sex with her. I'm sure yeah. he's going to be like, oh my gosh. You know? <laughs> right? So really a I think it's like, yes, like I want my kids to have those conversations with me. And that's what I mean by having a safe space where they can talk to me about these kind of things. And we can have... Honest conversations, and you know, I can have honest conversations with them, and what, especially for my daughter, what it meant for me when I had sex, the consequences that came with it, or you know, even their dad being honest with them and telling them, you know, his experiences, whatever it is. And so, I don't know, I think for me, that is so important, and I just hope more people can you know, have those conversations with their kids and be honest with them and not to be like, no, I never, you know, I never did that. And yet they were having sex before marriage or whatever it is. And yet they have a very good opportunity to be able to tell their kids, you know, I did do it, but from doing it, maybe this is what I learned or, you know, I would advise you not to do it because of this. I would advise you to do it this way or, you know, and if you're not able to talk to your kids about it, unfortunately, guess what? They're going to learn from their friends. And that is the worst thing you ever want your kids to do, to learn from someone else than yourself. So, So, yeah.
0: And then, like, uh, you're saying how the, the, the stigma of it, like they say it's bad, it's bad, and say they go and have it and then the world doesn't end and then oh, maybe they even enjoy themselves. Like, wait, they always told me this is so bad, but it, it wasn't bad. What else are they telling exactly. me isn't true? And then, like, that trust can be broken too between in the relationship.
2: Exactly, 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 exactly. You you nailed it. And so, uh, because I remember because one of the things I'll be honest, like with my husband, when we were like, Oh, how are we gonna talk to the kids about sex, you know? And I think Ayana was like uh, maybe 10 or 11. And her dad was like, okay. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to talk about this, you know? And he was like, no, we're just going to be honest with her. And it's like, one of the things we're just not going to tell her is that it's a bad thing. Because like what you said, what if she goes out there and does it and realizes, no, it is not a bad thing. Why did my parents tell me that? And then now you we have to go back and, and do that. And then she'll be looking at us like, well, you guys lied to me, you know? And you're right, the trust is broken. Unfortunately, I think in our community, in our culture, in the African culture, we don't look at it that way. I think as parents, we just think, whatever I tell you, go right and um you can't even question it but that is not how we teach how we should teach our kids or to build trust i think kids need to be able to know that no my parents are telling me this is because they have gone through it and i think that's why it's important to teach our kids from the experiences and being honest and open with the experiences and what we have learned along the way because then i think kids are more prone to know that you know what my parents are just not telling me that just to tell me that Mm -hmm. they really are coming from a place of knowledge and they've been through this and they also sympathize and empathize with me as a teenager and they've gone through these emotions as well and maybe this is how they were able to overcome them or this is what they did if they found themselves in a situation where they engaged in sex before marriage whatever your you know your goals are as a family because every family is different i know of christian parents who are maybe okay with their kids you know i i don't want to say maybe they're okay with their kids having sex but i think they are i think there's some parents who are like you know what you're gonna do it, it's gonna be hard, so whatever. But here's what you need to do. So I think it's just very important that, you know, we just have honest conversations and coming with our experiences in the open so that our kids understand and gain trust and know that we are coming from a good place and just not telling them to say, because I said so, mm-hmm. right? So yeah.
0: That never worked, that uh, because I said so, I was like, I just know, that's not how I want if you just if I don't understand why or the reasoning behind it just because that's like, okay, then why should I listen to that? <laughs> and I think a lot, especially as teenagers and stuff, you're just rebellious. So it's like no no for the sake of no is not the cure for a lot of things that you don't want your kids doing.
1: And I think, yeah. I think it is, uh, <laughs> right, it comes down to honesty, period, because I feel like there's certain topics that we only hear one side of the story like when it comes to sex it's always the downside right when parents are sharing it with you it's just the downside of it and um even like with pregnancy I remember pregnancy is always the upside they tell you the beautiful like when women are sharing their experience with pregnancy it's always oh my god it's so beautiful blah 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 and that's not everybody's story there is the downside to to that experience
2: to pregnancy.
1: I remember going through why don't more women talk about this side you know because i wasn't prepared for it because you know i was prepared for the happy yeah. stuff because i i heard it over and over yeah. again but then they down stuff, you may, you question yourself like is it me you know am i weird why am i not feeling the way other people feel whatever and back to uh the topic we're talking about when parents only share the downside um and you know for a lot i know a lot of christian women too who waited until marriage and then they get mm-hmm. into marriage, and now they're having issues with their sex life because they don't have one they don't have the experience two they don't even feel comfortable to even have conversations about the issues they're yeah. having because it, it's always been like oh my god no that girl is fast you know oh you're a hoe just because you've experienced you know before marriage so they, you know, they look at it like, it's a taboo, even after the fact, after getting the certificate to have it really, freely, um, yeah. they they can't, you know, and, and now they're, yeah. they're in the marriage, and it's not like they can even turn to the pastor about that subject, you know, because yeah. it's not a subject that yeah. you nobody know, wants to tackle, and, you know, not only is it affecting you through your young life, your young adult life, now it's affecting your marriage and it's a way bigger issue. So if parents are just open enough to say, hey, it's a beautiful thing, I would rather you wait until marriage. But if you can't, this is you know E C D and here's some condoms if you are gonna go out there. And I honestly don't I think churches should have condoms too. Like when they're gonna (laughs) give that type of talk. They should give them out. I, I, that's a
0: controversial statement. I,
2: really, I honestly don't <laughs> think it would be. like You know what I'm saying? Am I crazy for thinking that? No, you're not. But guess what? Right now, when uh, people hear the statement you just said, especially all the Christians, I swear, who are pastors, they're going to pass out in their chairs, you saying, we need to have condoms in church. But guess what? I agree with you. I think... Um, the fact that a lot of things that we talk about and we we are having issues to talk about it's part of life like agape said it's part of life like i don't get why it is so hard for us to just accept that this is part of life and i know like what you said is it would be so shocking to a lot of people especially africans or the most conservative christians to say we have condoms in church um Oh, I remember there's a church, an Adventist church that were, that would let people smoke um, and stuff. And they were like, what, why would you do that? Because you know how in the Adventist church, you cannot be smoking because that is, you know, putting poison in your body or whatever. The thing is, is that I I uploaded that church because to me, it's one of those things where they're admitting that you can't just try to pretend the issue is not there Mm. right the issue is there um and like a lot of young girls young men in the church are having premarital sex it is it's a known thing just like it's a known thing that a lot of people in the church are struggling with porn because but because people don't talk about these things There's no other way where they're scared to talk about it because they're going to be judged. People are going to look at them like they're weird. People are going to look at them like as if their sin is so greater than them every day going out and lying, you know? So let's be honest with the fact that these issues are going on in our church. And like you said, Judy, is that most of the times if you tell someone that sex is bad but then now they're getting married and they're having issues in their marriage guess what they are not gonna be able to come to you and tell you you know what i'm having issues with this like my husband and i are just having an issue like i can't we're we just you know because not it's not like boom you are married then all of a sudden now you are in tune with your body, then you can just, uh, you know, have sex freely and think it's okay. When you have been told for years, it's bad. There is no way it takes a while for that to change and to be like, okay, no, it's okay. I can do it. Um, And it, it just doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen overnight and so i think it's very important like what you said judy to have those conversations and be like okay if you know i would rather have you wait but if you can't wait i want you to practice safe sex i want you to be able to talk to us i want you to know that you can't and and also the emotional toll i think for me one of the things i've you know just talking to different people you know telling for them telling me about their you know, their experience coming from a Christian home or maybe like sleeping with several people, they are honest to be able to tell you some of them, the emotional toll that comes with that, right? And so those are some experiences that people, if we had open spaces, people would be able to talk about their experiences and say, you know what, guys, guess what? I did it, but I can tell you from doing it these are some of the things that I deal with, or these are some of the things that happen to me. And so that way, I think it would build, man, I think it would be awesome and amazing the changes that could happen and people would be more open and talking about it and just being able to know and being comfortable to know that they have a place to go and discuss some of the issues that they're dealing with.
0: Because then people could choose to either abstain from a place of knowledge than a place of fear. fear. Exactly.
2: Yes, than a place of fear. Exactly, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have even noticed
1: it too. We we witnessed a lot of men in the seminary at Andrews that end up getting married after three months of dating because they are yes. first and fixed, you know, out of wedlock. Wedlock. wedlock and then yeah. you know, a year down the road to realize oh my god i'm not compatible with this person but yeah. now you know, yeah. committed you know marriage and it's just it's mind-boggling to me that to like it's 2020 and people still have that perspective when it comes to this subject
2: yeah i know it is it's very mind-boggling and so um one time a young man was able to share and said at church and said, guys, guess what? I struggle with porn, you know, I, and I was shocked. And he was an African young man. And this is like, I was like, wow. And and like I said, I am far from conservative when it comes to this kind of issues. And I, I tend to be more liberal. And even me, it took me aback because I wasn't expecting for him to be open and talk about it, and I could see how uncomfortable everyone was, you know, it's like, so why are you telling us this, just don't do it, (laughs) You you know, and I was like, yeah, and I was like, no, you can't do that, like, that, these are the issues that always, like I said, will make people end up leaving church, because they just don't believe that they're welcome there, or they have issues, they don't get the issues resolved like topics are just glossed over and just say oh let's just put that to bed or just why are you telling us this you should be able to deal with that you should be able to not have this kind of urges or any issues like that and so he was just like you know that is something that i struggle with and i you know i'm hoping that you know people could pray for me, or what can I do? What resources are there in the church? And obviously there are no resources because people are just going to say, let's pray about it. I'm not saying that prayer doesn't work. Prayer does work, but also let's be honest and just not say, let's just pray about it. No, there are resources that I think as a church also, we need to be looking into or setting up for members, our youth, where they can go and have these kind of uh, conversations If the pastor is, obviously, I don't think even the pastor is the right person at that point. I think you need to see a therapist, right, to get this kind of issues resolved. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's quite fascinating to me how we're in 2020 and our church is just still having an issue about speaking on this kind of things or even our community in general, just being able to speak about issues like this. Yeah.
0: That's true. Man, like we we would go into this for a a long time just to kind of like, (laughs) so our time's almost coming up. So like, let me get from you. What do you, what would be some of the biggest changes that you think would make the the biggest impact in this conversation going forward for like the church or the communities or what are you gonna do to help move that forward?
2: I think for me, um, just being able to talk about it, and just not having any um, reservations about it, and being honest with the youth. I, I'm, I usually share my story when it comes to me being pregnant at 20, and I think most young girls, I'm very honest with them to tell them what my experience was, and also to tell them what I could have done different, you know, or what I wish um, I had known, right, and and also just, I think what I would like uh, in our community as a people is to be, if you waited, let's say, to have sex before you get, you got married, here's a medal for you, right, or yay, you know, good job, But then try not to be so judgmental to the next person, maybe, you know, who was not able to wait, or it doesn't make them less of a Christian than you, right? Um, And it's one of the things that just really quick, I know I keep on going back and not finishing my thought, is that one girl... um, was telling me not too long ago that she was getting married and there's a practice apparently in africa where when you're getting married in the church the elders will come and be like well we want to make sure whether you've had sex or not and check your hymen and stuff right that's still on- and yes well, yes that's still ongoing here in, in- no, no, no. oh this is back home yeah this is back home and and you know, I just thought to myself, like, man, that's crazy. You know, I I think it's stuff like that, that is very off-putting to me. Because at the end of the day, I can assure you, that has no no impact at all on your salvation or whatever thing you are after it's not the most important thing there are other important things to worry about than whether someone is getting married before they've had sex or not and no. so let's right. say sorry to cut go you go ahead
1: they're not a no. they, won't, they won't get married in the church
2: well that's the thing like some people they end up telling them well they shouldn't be getting married in the church because they were, they're like no you've, you've had sex before or whatever it is. And, um, but my thing is, is that you are not God to be telling me whether I can get married in church or not, because I've had sex before and, or whatever it is that you're checking for and for whatever reason, right? But I think for me, it's those kind of things, like being able to stop those kind of practices. They are not, there's no reason for them. If anything, it just shames you as a person. It makes you feel like, you know, you are the most terrible person out there. And so it's those kind of things to me that I want to be able to even like some girls who are struggling with some of these things, like, you know, I've had sex, I feel terrible. I feel like I'm not worth it. You know, who's going to want me? Oh, please. Like, you know, like those kind of things. I'm like, no, your worth is not tied to whether you've had sex before marriage or not. Those things don't matter. Right. And so I think to that's what I would like to, um, continue on and hopefully, you know, help those little girls who are trying to figure out who are they, like just uh, trying to deal with their hormones and trying to figure out how do they navigate through this process when they can't speak to their parents. And so what if they find themselves in a situation like I was when I was 20, you know, like how do we change that narrative? And I'm hoping that I can be part of that conversation and being able to speak to the young people and uh, we could, uh, you know, find a solution together.
0: Yeah. So, and not only that, to kind of like, that was a great wrap up, but I just, <laughs> to, on that point with the young girls, that's also very sexist. Like, is there a check?
1: That's exactly what I was thinking. check for the man
0: or the, on the other side as well? There is, so that's, not only does it not matter and it's hypocritical, but it's also a sexist practice that for that to still be ongoing. That's un-
2: exactly, un- exactly. You, you, yeah, you're right. It is a sexist thing, man. That's why, you know, that's why to me more than anything, my passion is mostly to talk about this kind of issues with girls, because we are the ones who get, you know, the biggest, um, we are the ones who face, you know, the, the we, we are the ones who, yes, exactly. We are the ones who face the biggest blunt of everything else. Right. And because it's in the same instance, when you get pregnant at 20, you know, you are the one who's left with the child, you know, yeah. the guy isn't right. And so you are the one who is left to deal with everything else that comes with that right and then having to navigate through all those processes and and even you know with a girl in the church like let's say if people were to find out she had sex before marriage even if she's not pregnant you know she's going to get most of the you know the talk will be on her she's a fast girl it will never be that he's a fast guy ever right and so it's also then like what you said, the, just the damage that's going to be placed on young women on feeling like, oh my gosh, look at what I've done. I'm not worthy or I'm not this, or who am I? And just trying to navigate through all that and trying to not feel the guilt weighing heavy on you. right? And so, so, yeah, I'm hoping that those are, that's why to me, talking to girls and young women is such a something I'm deeply deeply passionate about and to be like no queen wear your crown you still are a queen whether you've done that or not you know so yeah oh true that's really awesome Rowena
1: it sounds like you want to be um the person that you needed when you were 20 exactly that, yeah, yeah that you needed to, to remind you that you're still a queen, and and you're still worth everything, yeah. you know.
0: God still loves you. Yeah, and
1: like- you know it just it's crazy because I thought like in our home country in Rwanda, um, when a, a woman is about to get married, they t- they make them take a pregnancy test, and I thought that was ridiculous. But what you just said, yeah. and, uh, it, that just blew my mind because first of all, how are you gonna? allow somebody to check you that's not even the medical
2: profession you know like why and for what it is it is it's quite yeah you're right it's 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 crazy because yeah you're not a medical profession professional and why are you checking me and what is it if if anything those kind of stories are really just for gossiping Let's be honest, right? Like those are the kind of women who then go out in the community and tell everyone else, oh, you know, she thought she kept on having this persona like she's a good girl. Oh, please. She's already slept with the guy or slept with other women or other guys. And then it's the talk of the of the community, right? Yeah. But I wanted to add something like what you said, Judy, that, you know, it sounds like uh, what I want to do is, what I would have wanted someone to be, to be for me when I was 20. And on that note, I really need to give a huge shout out to my aunt. Auntie Pam was one person who was there for me the whole time. I was pregnant for nine months. I met with her every day, every day for nine months when I was pregnant. And she literally would tell me every day that I am still Rowena I am still loved I am still I'm going to be fine I'm going it was crazy and I you know it's funny because before this podcast I just had a conversation with her mm. and we were just talking about, about we always remember my nine months with her and so I think we need more people who are able to be there for girls like that to be like you know what so what? There was a mistake made, but guess what? I'm here for you. I'm like I said at the beginning, I'm here for you. I got, we got this. We are in this together. You know, you just want the person to know their mistake is not tied to their worth, who they are or anything like that. It doesn't change who they are. And so I, so yeah, I had to give a shout out to Auntie Pam because she was, um, She was honestly the best thing to have ever happened to me in the nine months I was pregnant because she always reminded me every day what, how, you know, I'm going to be a great mother. I'm going, when I stopped going to church, she kept on reminding me why I, you know, she's like, okay, I understand you don't want to go to church, but you know, and so she just was there for me and i'm hoping that i can be there for anyone else who needs me and you know be that safe space for them and um yeah that's it I just want to pay forward we need more auntie
1: pams already. Yes. <laughs> i know <laughs> oh, yeah this was a much needed conversation um And the fact that, you know, we're we're having it is is so important Mm -hmm. because uh, when you mentioned that guy who got up in the church and, and, you know, confessed that he has a problem with porn, I think just even him opening up that conversation made somebody else who was probably dealing with the same problem feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone, you know? Um, I I think that's it, is is just to have this conversation openly. Sometimes you just need that one person to say something and realize that other
2: people exactly yeah. yes you're right yeah. Yes. so yes. kudos to you thank you keep talking
1: about it come back anytime yeah oh okay. you guys are awesome
2: <laughs> I had fun
0: yeah <laughs> a lot of fun too thank you for uh, sharing your wisdom with us and now, definitely an important conversation and I guess 2020 we need to get away from this archaic thinking of right in this in the church especially too so yeah yeah totally progress yeah
2: all
0: yeah right. progress progress
2: yeah thank you so thanks, much guys thanks for having me
0: have a good rest of your day
2: you too <laughs> as always
1: thanks for listening until next time you've been listening to iPU podcast you can follow iPU podcast on instagram if you haven't yet please go to apple Podcasts and subscribe rate and review this podcast Join us next week for another inspiring story. Follow your passion. It will lead you to your purpose. As always, thanks for listening. Until next time.